Oh my god, it's actually happening. You are actually listening to Uber Cinco. This is the particular moment of the absurd phenomenon of the human consciousness you are actually experiencing. Guten Nacht and bienvenido a mi, our beloved listeners, and welcome to Uber Cinco, the podcast game show where we deep dive top fives. Today's episode will be a little nostalgic a little wistful, and a little introspective. Today, our contestants will reveal and defend their top five life lessons you begrudgingly learned from your parents. That's right, we're going to ask, what were those moments where you slammed your bedroom door in mom and dad's face after (laughs) arguing about whether spending $90 on light-up sneakers was more fiscally responsible than investing in a college fund? And 20 years later, you realize that maybe that pair of LA gears didn't bring you the admiration of your peers you so desperately sought... And in the den today, we have, oh my lord, it can't be, but it is, appearing for the very first time on Uber Cinco, the one and only Atra Asdu. Atra has been a full-time friend and sometimes collaborator with UBK Studios for many years now. She is a writer, an actor, a comedian, an improviser, and Belarus's top competitive extreme downhill ornithologist seven years running. She's currently the head writer and creative producer of Second City's Black and White News, The Plan, the last show of which you can catch Thursday, March 4th at 7 p.m. Central Time at secondcity.com. Follow her at Atra Asdu on Instagram and Twitter. Atra, thank you so much for being here. How on earth are you? as they would say (laughs) in my ornithology which i quickly googled just to confirm i knew what it was (laughs) happy to be here how are you uh wonderful wonderful is there anything you can uh tell our listeners about about the show you're doing right now yeah so black and white news is a it's called black and white news the plan and it's an all bipoc run Uh, show that we're putting up through Second City online, and it is a comedic news debate show where we debate very real topics with very real people, but we do it comedically. So So very much the opposite of this show in every way. (laughs) 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 Pretty much. If you love this show, you're going to love our show too, because both are good. (laughs) Wonderful. And facing off against Atra is the grand old master of the top five genre, the wise old owl of the arbitrary list, the main entity, Brian Ulysses Ernst. Brian, good day to you, sir. How you doing? I am an owl for you all. Thank you. (laughs) So glad to be out of the barn. Stretch the old wings and uh, come up with a victory today. Let's let's do it. I did not realize I had put two bird references in my intro until just now. <laughs> Too well, late. We, we yes anded you real hard there. Yeah, it's okay. It's being recorded in February. <laughs> I tried. I tried really hard. I tried that one. I said it in my head and it came out different. <laughs> All right, also with us is the effervescent and ginger Mitch Brinkman, who will be judiciously scoring each round today. Mitch, you are constantly spouting sage wisdom at friends, family, Uber drivers, and vagrants under the overpass. So you are uniquely yep. positioned to judge today's game. What will you be looking for in our contestants' lists? 
I'll be looking for one. Are, are, are they leaving change behind around the house? Because whatever's <laughs> loose, it's mine now. Also, waking up early with the crack of dawn doesn't always work if you're a, a night owl like Brian. So that, that's terrible parental wisdom. But again, just like my, my shirt Jack Daryl would say, buy local. So now I'm going to plug once again my favorite local liquor store from Minnesota. Mike's Liquor is an unofficial sponsor of today's episode. And shirt I, Jack I believe Darryl they loves their selection of crispy boys. Boys and IPAs for a great vacation <laughs> cooler stocking. So there we go. I believe they also sell the preferred liquor of this podcast, Jug Liquor, which we've talked about <laughs> yes. multiple times. All right. I'll also mention that as host of the game today, I'm entitled to institute a house rule, which today is very simple. If either contestant provides an answer that hits particularly close to home for me, I'll be awarding an extra bonus point to their score. Does that sound okay, Mitch? Absolutely, yeah. And uh, I want to say to Shirt Jack Daryl, if there's any advice that they give out that sounds like my dad, you're getting a half a bonus point from me. So this is the first episode, too, that's going to have half points. So that's, that's really fun and exciting. Let's go. Point fives. Woo. Good Lord. All right. And if this is your first foray into the den or if you need a friendly reminder, let's wake you out of hibernation with a quick rundown of the rules. Each player in the den has spent time with today's topic, arranging their top five answers in order of importance. Those answers have been submitted to the host who will moderate the game, awarding points to the player with the most poignant answer. Starting with their number five choice, we will move up the ranks until we reach each of their top answers. But if both contestants happen to have the same answer on their list, we have an Uber you will hear the official Uber Cinco siren, and both players must reveal their answer and what number they ranked their submission. An Uber stare down is all or nothing, with one player earning three points. After all answers have been read, the host will reveal the final score. Before we get started, remember that you, yes, you, can submit a topic for us to debate on a future episode of Uber Cinco. Just head on over to bizbear.biz and make your submission. And don't forget to stick around to the end for my fast five, where I will rattle off my top five ways your ex says hey. Okay, I've been introducing this show since the Clinton administration. Time to get fucking rolling. Atra, <laughs> you won the pre-show Tom Jones karaoke contest, so you get to go first. Let's yeah. hear your number five. It's not unusual. It's not <laughs> unusual that I often do that. My, my first one in my top five, you said? Your number five. My number five. Okay, my number five. Sorry if you hear banging. There is a baby that lives upstairs, uh, and and he loves to hammer. <laughs> um, my number five is on cars, general car maintenance, and how to find parking and subsequently get out of parking tickets. May I explain? <laughs> that that is why we're here. <laughs> Great. So I I begged my parents to live on campus when I went to college because they were all about, like, you got to go to college, you got to go to college, you got to go to college. And then I'd be like, cool, the world is uh, my oyster. And they were like, you got to go someplace that's like within driving distance because we're not going to let you stay at school. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, no. A, it's too expensive oh. and B, you're not married. Uh, a lot of these have to do with like culturally. I was I was talking to Nathan about this list of some of these was like me begrudging my parents. <laughs> so this is one of, one of mutual begrudgment. My general car maintenance, like, like I, I had hand-me-down cars and I saw them all to death. I Aww. like, 
no matter how much I would try to maintain them, nobody taught me how. It would only be like too late that the lessons would come in. The engine has seized and, oh, don't try to change the oil. It's like, no, nobody told me I had to do that. Like, And I didn't have in high school all the like auto shop classes were like for dudes and then all the home ec classes were, it was pretty gendered education wise in terms of like shop and home ec. Brian or Mitch, did you guys have, because I didn't have, I went to a school of literally a hundred students, so we barely had math class, but did you guys have any of those classes? We did. We had an auto shop. We had wood shop. We had, it was a big public school. We had it all. I didn't take any of them. At, at, at the St. Thomas Academy, it was really a, an institution that prepared a young men to be men of letters. No, the closest thing we got to was religious themes and art, where I did uh, put together my own cross with my own hands. Uh, <laughs> I will nail myself to it one day, probably. Um, so, but. Do, uh- did it have wheels? You could put some wheels on it. Pretty much a car. <laughs> you know what? That would be incredibly a sacrilegious because if it fell down Ca- Calvary Hill, you're not catching that. That's a that was a steep hill, if I remember from the Bible. A dangerous to put wheels on your cross. Pit um, my cross. But I guess if you wanted to go, if you wanted to take Jesus on tour, that would be more easy to you know, schlep him around. So um, at Atro, what were some of the what were some of the drawbacks to you not having your education about? auto maintenance which you so desperately desired just ruining an o2 cougar ruining <laughs> o1 buick regal and you, you, uh, you got a new car every year chevy astro no these were <laughs> oh. all old cars that i was blamed like i was car hospice and then i was blamed <laughs> for the deaths <laughs> i didn't have like i had triple a and state farm but i never pulled out liability insurance like familial liability insurance so yeah so those were the cars i destroyed just through i had to learn on them they were learner cars but i was also blamed for not knowing the lessons ahead of time (laughs) so was your um hospice care was it high grade like you got them the right medications you were massaging them like balanced diets or is this fuck it cigarettes whiskey take it all whatever you want let's have a good time you're about to go that's good (laughs) this was me when my like spark plugs like misfired in my cougar this was me patting my wheel going it's okay it's okay it's okay (laughs) (laughs) that was the only way i knew how to remedy it now i know how to like i don't change the oil but i know when the oil needs to be changed i know how to you know measure it out and maintain it i know the fluids i know how to change a tire that came out of lessons that i uh, begrudgingly had to teach myself (laughs) but but yeah yeah, and the, I mentioned like the commuting to college that subsequently taught me how to get out of find parking spots and get out of parking tickets. Please enlighten us because that is still something I need to learn. Always contest even if you are wrong. Even if you fucking parked on top of a fire hydrant contest. <laughs> <laughs> Go down in a blaze of glory. Take pictures that argument. And more times than not, they'll be like, what the fuck is she? Another letter just (laughs) fucking. (laughs) I once had three tickets stuffed in my trunk during one of those 08 blizzards. Like after the snow had thawed, I I had brushed it off in my car. I was in class all day and then I got back out to grab my car to go home and brush the snow off and wanted to throw my backpack in the trunk and I lifted my trunk up and three tickets fell in like they were stuffed in the crack. 
of my truck, y'all. Is you ever have this? You ever have a ticket stuffed in the crack of your trunk? So sexual. So yeah, nothing to do with parking. Violations stuffed in the. That's bad. So yeah. So I learned how to get out of tickets, and a lot of them were like bullshit tickets, but some of them weren't, and I knew they weren't, and I still contested and still got out of them. Is this in the city of Chicago, or is this in a different municipality? No, it was city of Chicago. It was Loyola area, Rogers Park. Oh, Rogers you're a rambler. Park. I'm a rambler. Pro- oh. A problematic mascot early on, but then they turned it into a wolf instead of just, <laughs> but kept the name. <laughs> so they're still the ramblers, but it's a wolf mascot. It what used, was a rambler before the wolf? It used to be a, and I don't know if this is, it used to be uh, a rambler, a rambling man, a homeless person, or a hobo. Oh, yeah, whoa. with the, like a bindle and a yeah, it yeah. Hold on, okay. There's <laughs> a a pizza chain called oh, what is it? Is it Hobo Jim's? What is it? No, it's 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 a great beggar's pizza. Yeah, great pizza. I think they stole the mascot from Loyola. Maybe I think that's probably they it's, were trying to do some some, some mashup, uh, some, some synergy. Co- yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Synergy. I, I really wish they'd gone with, kept the mascot image for the pizza that they have now, but called themselves the <laughs> Wolves Pizza, and it's just a a, a rambling man. <laughs> also, also for, for everyone out there bindling, don't put pizza in your bindle. It doesn't work unless you have it really well wrapped. It does. It's gonna get saucy. Yeah. It's not yeah. gonna work out well. Yeah. Sorry, I I, I digress. I de- so, I, I I blot my pizza, so I would put it cheese cheese side on hanky. I'm a blotter. I don't like my face oh. to get greasy. I'm a blotter. I don't like. It upsets you, me to see shiny lips on people who are eating pizza, <laughs> namely uh, myself as well. To feel it, but I don't like shiny lips. It's on after eating pizza. It's just weird. <laughs> so you. So you don't support uh, a wonderful lip gloss company, Glossier, because that's my number one product for, for lip care, personally. It, it, you try to get a plug? You try to get sponsored? <laughs> what? You trying to be an influencer? I, I do support them unless they make their glosses out of uh, cheese grease. <laughs> then I don't. <laughs> <laughs> then it's a no from me. <laughs> wow. Learning so much today. <laughs> all right. We, so, Atra, thank you. Thank you for, and first of all, enlightening me. I am going to be, I on average get 14 tickets a year. So I'm now going to be fighting with much more vim and vigor than I used yeah, to. So you got I seven to 14 that. days after it's issued. She knows her stuff. <laughs> um, <laughs> all right, Brian, we need your repast. We need your number five to go against Atra's number five. What is your number? Number five, begrudgingly learn lesson from your parents. <laughs> Mine is quick because this is just proving how much of an idiot kid I was. So my number five is that when I grew up, I finally learned that their music was better than mine. So I remember having this vivid conversation with my mom in the car where I actually tried making the argument that Simple Plan deserved a place in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame next to Pink Floyd. <laughs> and I was so wrong. This begs the question. What was the case? Lay out your arguments. I have to hear this. Thank you. I remember another story. I printed out the lyrics to Avril Lavigne's Skater Boy. <laughs> handed them to my father and like, look at the story she tells. Yeah, I mean, that, that's what he finally put Bruce Springsteen on. He's there's a real story, you idiot. <laughs> but like, but, she said, see you later, boy. They're not together anymore. Listen to it. That does blow the working class struggling to pay their bills and eventually being homeless and trying to build themselves up from their bootstraps in New Jersey in the 70s. Yeah, I see where you're coming from because he eventually was, and I believe I'm quoting this directly, 
slamming on his guitar. Oh, yeah. So I, as I got older, my parents would always, my mom would only listen to Pink Floyd. My dad would pretty much only listen to Bruce Springsteen. And then that led to listening to the Stones, listening to Zeppelin, listening to other stuff, and finally listening to other music that was not 2000s pop. <laughs> and, it was uh, punk. I was, yeah, I want right. to correct it. Was it was punk. punk. Some of it, there was a lot. I had a Britney Spears poster. You really did? concerned my dad for a while. <laughs> You didn't know it was for but, other reasons. I was <laughs> oh, say, you're not oh, listening he, to the poster. He, he knew. He knew. <laughs> but okay, uh, now, yeah. uh, Brian, I'm gonna guess your favorite Simple Plan album was still not getting any. Is that true? I believe was that their debut album. <laughs> I don't even remember. 2004, 2004 album. If that has "I'm Just a Kid" on it, then that's definitely the one that uh, I like. This one has uh, "Shut Up," "Welcome to My Life," "Perfect World," "Thank You." Me against the world. This sounded like Brian's sixth grade experience. No, You're crazy. <laughs> it was the pr- it was time. the previous album. No pads, no oh, helmets, was- just balls. That was the album. <laughs> that I was, was not real. No, that was the album I was defending against. Dark side of the moon. <laughs> oh lord. <laughs> this is. Do not be a sixth grade little asshole like us. Just don't do it. All right. I want to. I want to go around real quick. I'll start. My first concert that my dad took me to. 1996, Burlington Steamboat Days, The Doobie Brothers. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Nice. Brian, what was yours? My first concert could have been Cher because my dad was taking my sister, and I said no because I didn't want that to be my first concert, and it was later Bruce Springsteen. (laughs) Okay. How dare the boss. you? How share you? (laughs) (laughs) Atra, how about you? First concert Um, memory. So my first concert memory is wanting to go to concerts and my dad being like, we'll just go to the Leaning Tower of Niles and watch uh, geriatric orchestra play. (laughs) 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 This is nice. And and then eventually it was a good Charlotte at the Aragon Aragon Brawl Room. Yeah. uh, Their opening act was, I believe, Simple Plan that night. It was uh, it was Newfound Glory. Oh, yeah. Yeah. What was the Leaning Tower of Niles? Is that what you said? Yes. So Pisa is a sister city of Niles, Illinois. And I didn't know that until I got car my car sticker (laughs) 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 to tie it back into one lessons I've learned but we just had this random miniature leaning tower in Niles it's located on Tui Avenue just east of Caldwell and yeah so in honor and in tribute to the sister city I guess they have a leaning tower (laughs) good lord why go to Europe you can go to Niles oh I'll be yeah I'll be heading out to Niles tomorrow morning to with my uh, Polaroid camera ready to go. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, you will find say, no one else there. <laughs> <laughs> I'll say after that a great day trip, you just pop over to King Spa as well. Get your sweat on. Yes. I know it's dangerous in these times. Potentially, they are but still open. They are. Still, yeah. <laughs> still, they opened still like March 13th through. last year. <laughs> wow. Yeah, they opened pretty quick. Oh my gosh. Okay, so you another King's Spa uh, veteran, it sounds like, over there, maybe. I've done it once and I didn't like it because it was too much for me. <laughs> it was like yes. yeah. it, the rooms were very hot and I love heat. I'm a little lizard baby who loves a warming rock, but I just, mm. it was, it was very like overstimulating. I like to be in and out. <laughs> there, I don't have time to relax. <laughs> <laughs> it's on me. It's a beautiful place. Delicious. What is it called? 
food Korean cafeteria. Food. Yeah. <laughs> I was gonna say I was gonna say courtyard, <laughs> but I wanted to say cafeteria, food court. I like courtyard mixed food. four different yeah courtyard food. You go and you just lift up cobblestones and find a little <laughs> find some deliciousness under. Um, the, the, um, there's something disconcerting being in a sauna as you look over and watch eggs bake at the same time next to you in the same yeah. area. But yeah. I digress one more time. I'm sorry. <laughs> Keep it rolling, Mitch. It's on, it's on you now. You must score this round. It is your moment. Oh. Do I not to get to share my first alone concert experience? Oh, I'm so I sorry. I want to hear it. When my buddies, John Buthy and Ryan Fortune, we <laughs> went to the Lincoln Park concert. And we went because Ryan's girlfriend said she had two friends that needed dates. So we're like, <laughs> let's go to Lincoln Park. I didn't listen to him yet. And I didn't listen to him after. Turned out both <laughs> girl had boyfriends. And it was a very boring show. And we spent the night in a hotel next to the XL Energy Center in downtown St. Paul. And Buthy and I threw phone books off the balcony. It was very <laughs> but it was so rock and roll. I was just imagining like Keith and Mick would do this. Fucking Stevie Nicks would have dusted this with cocaine before she hit a taxi down below. So yeah, that was my. That was Actually, my is, that is pretty. That is pretty. That's more rock and roll than anything I ever did. And I, I was in a rock and roll band in high school, and that is more rock and roll than anything I ever did. I uh, I, I lament not learning an instrument because I think I would have been a pretty good high school rock and roll band member. So but. you were born for it. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, Mitch. Give us. <laughs> you would rock a fucking tambourine. <laughs> I don't play drums, I play percussion. <laughs> All right, Mitch, Mitch, lay lay some numbers on us. What what do you got for me? Sure. Brian, I, I feel I, obviously the music your parents listen to is classic music. People are like, these are American standards. And I would have liked if you had enjoyed just I don't know. A simple plan is just so bad that I can't give you three points. And I feel like you should have realized that right away. And maybe if your parents are playing the music in the house, I'm being harsh here. I'm only going to give you one point because as a kid, I could tell Paul Simon was pretty groovy. Stevie Wonder, pretty darn good. I never, I don't know. So I'm sorry to, to poop. Not all it, of us mature one, at the same age. All right, Mitch. Some of us are that's late bloomers. True. All right. And I can't forget that we are mortal enemies on this podcast. So You're right. one point for you, Atra. I, I wanted to hear a, a quick uh, aside about how you check your oil, how if, if the dipstick is working right. I didn't hear that, but I'm still going to give you three points because I want to bury Brian. Really. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm also going to add a, a, a host point onto Atra's score for uh, using the phrase hand-me-down car because the car I currently drive, I bought from my father for $1. So I, <laughs> yeah. I, drive, I still drive a hand-me-down car. So in solidarity, you get the bonus point from me, Atra. Thank you. <laughs> hitting, hitting home in the hand-me-down car. <laughs> All right, Atra, let us hear your number four, please. Okay, my number four is this is actually I'm changing one out because you inspired me in am I allowed to do that is that cool because you inspired the, the me rules here are quite lax you can okay, do cool, cool, literally cool. anything cool you inspired me in your intro about like wanting the brand name shoes that was very much that hit my home so one point to you but a lesson <laughs> of you can't always get what you want to quote Avril Lavigne so <clears throat> I we were at a Joanne Fabrics. <laughs> or no, sorry. Oh. It was a Hancock. Brian, Brian, I think you need to ring the bell. Oh, do oh. I? What is that? <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> 
That's right. We have an Uber stare down. Due to Atra calling an audible, this matches up with one of Brian's. So they're going to go head to head. Brian, in your words, your, I believe it is, your number three was... Uh, you want it, you buy it. <laughs> All right. I think that's going to cover the same territory. So this will be an Uber stare down. Okay. Atra, I apologize for the interruption. <laughs> Back no, no, to you. Take Thank it away. Thank you. So I, I was really praying that wasn't over Joanne Fabrics because I misspoke. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh no, I'm going to have to lie in the story. Fabric stories off of this list. <laughs> it was Hancock Fabrics. And the whole family was taking a trip and there's six of us. And I think my mom just needed one thing of fabric. And my dad's driving the Ford Aerostar, like this busted up Ford Aerostar. We're all piled in and we're on our way back to the city because we haven't lived in, we haven't moved out to Niles just yet. But um, we're on our way back to the city and I wanted t-shirt puff paint. I wanted it so bad uh, and I put it in the cart and like last minute, my parents were like, no. And I was like, but it's puff paint. It's like a little $2, like a little tiny little bottle of puff paint. This like neon green and cream colored puff paint. They said no. And then I was like, but why? Everybody else got something like someone, every one of my other siblings got like a little thing and my parents were just like, had it. So <laughs> they did not let me have <laughs> The puff paint, and we got in the car, and I was a little bitch <laughs> in the back seat, uh, in the furthest row back. And I had this little ring that I'd had since I was like a kid, and it's just like the smallest little like gold plated ring with a little, but it has like an actual like diamond in there, like a baby diamond, because mm. I'm Middle Eastern, and mm. that's what they do for babies is they give them jewelry. <laughs> so I had this little ring, uh, and I bit the diamond out of its setting and I spat it out and this was to show my parents wow. <laughs> so my dad's driving down uh, Milwaukee Avenue and he, I say I just show my mom my finger with the ring out she's like what did you do I was like I bit the diamond out because <laughs> you wouldn't wow. buy me puff paint <laughs> and my dad heard and they when they don't want us to know what they're saying they speak in Arabic <laughs> So it went, my dad was like, that's it. And he like pulled over and we're next to this graveyard. <laughs> oh my God. Mary Hill Cemetery. And he was like, get out. <laughs> my mom was like speaking in Arabic that was essentially saying, leave her alone. Don't, 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 don't do this. And he was speaking in Arabic back to her. No, she needs to learn. <laughs> <laughs> And then I started crying. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. So that's how I learned. Don't ask how for to reset things. diamonds. How to reset diamonds. <laughs> I, the, the image of you as a child spitting a diamond out just like with yeah. great distance. That is the most badass image we've ever had on this show. I think that's that, I, wow. I, you couldn't make that up. I, I had a temperament issue, I think. I learned to grow out. And that's the greatest lesson of all. I mean, I would say biting the like world's hardest substance out with your own teeth well, <laughs> makes you pretty strong. Yeah, it, little... it was like set in a tiny little like lace gold plated like flower setting. Mm -hmm. So like all I had to do was like bite the flower setting and it came off. So it wasn't that I didn't crush a diamond with my incisors. It was. Like, <laughs> All right, now it's infinitely less cool. But yeah, we never found the diamond. Oh no! It was, oh. it was the tiniest little speck. It's still a diamond, but uh, like for a family who isn't making a lot of money, that shit is not uh, okay <laughs> to, to just yeah. throw into the carpet of a stanky ass uh, 
Ford Aerostar, but. <laughs> oh, dear Lord. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, man. Get me my uh, puff paint. <laughs> <laughs> did, did, did you ever, was there anything your parents ever did splurge on that you, you now looking back were like super grateful for that was unexpected? I'm grateful for everything that they've bought me and not bought me because lessons, but, but I begged for Adidas shoes, the basketball shoes back in sixth grade when it was like cool what the yeah. second time around <laughs> no, yeah. but my we shopped out at, at aldi at venture at kmart we didn't do name brand stores at value city so my mom was like no you can i'll take you to payless and we can get some stripes stripey shoes i was like no it has to be adidas so eventually she she took me to Foot Locker in the mall at golf mill mall and they didn't have my size in women's shoes because i'm a big footed bitch and they so i got like the men's section which those sizes are all stupid anyway but but yeah so i got meaning like splitting up between men and women or like gender gendering sizes yeah why aren't they the same whatever makes no sense yeah yeah and also being like the men's are two two sizes smaller than the women like the conversion thing is just stupid yeah yeah, it's just, just like babies are zero. You start at zero, you yeah. go up from there. It makes sense because I would love to wear because a men's ten might be like sixteen if it was all on one scale, right? That would I think that would be cool to, yeah. to feel larger. Um, sorry, keep going. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I, Atra, you are even luckier than you realize due to this shoe buying story because as listeners of this show and friends of mine will know. Michael Jordan was my personal hero on every level since I was a kid. And there was a birthday when my parents, my mother in particular, said, if you want a new pair of Jordans, we will get you that pair of Jordans. And that birthday was my 34th. <laughs> so... <laughs> and you took that personally. <laughs> well, I know I was I was super excited. I still haven't taken them up on it. That's a different story. But I'm oh, I'm man. definitely still going to have my mom buy me a pair of Jordans. But at this point, I turned 35 this year. Yeah. Michael Jordan played his last game for the Bulls at 35. So I'm going to get my first pair of Jordans from my parents when I'm older than Michael Jordan ever was as a Bulls player. <laughs> So getting that pair of stripy shoes that you so desired before you were able to rent a car legally, you're luckier than... Thank you. Thank you for that perspective. <laughs> I am grateful for everything they bought and didn't buy. And and <laughs> do you feel like, can I ask you, do you feel like your parents doing that is, I don't know of what age your parents are, but I assume if, if they're anything like mine, they've retired or are on their way to retirement and have all the time in the world to reflect on all of their regrets. <laughs> Um, and so Uh, that was maybe something that crossed their mind of like we never got nathan a pair of basketball (laughs) shoes we need to do this for us (laughs) perhaps and and now i I feel like i feel like i need to refuse the offer i can't in good faith accept it i want them to to go have a a nice dinner at oh there's there's no restaurants where I grew up. Uh, so. um. A nice dinner at the kitchen. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> On the couch. <laughs> yeah. uh, all right, Brian, uh, this is the Uber stare down. You've got to go head to head here with Atra directly. Let's hear your counter. Cool. I'll speed through this a little bit because it kind of covers the same ground. It was the same lesson of finally being grateful for everything that bought or didn't bought over time. But again, this is just another example of me being a little asshole. <laughs> just I remember complaining like other kids I knew had an allowance and I didn't get it. Yet anytime I asked for 
I want to go to the movies, my friends, can I have 20 bucks? They never said no. So it was like, no, I didn't have an allowance, but I always got that and was just too much of a little shit to realize. Same thing with school trips. If you wanted to go to DC for eighth grade or whatever, it was like, no problem, you're doing that. And then as I got older, it came to, you're not getting your license until you pay for insurance. If you're going to get the hand-me-down car, you're paying the bill. So... <laughs> That took a while. So I drove to high school my last week of senior year. <laughs> that was the only time I drove in high school. I was like, boom, I got it. I got it out of my system. Took the old Ford Windstar minivan to school <laughs> and home and did it. Cool. I drove in high school. I can say that now. So yeah, same lesson in, in the uh, grand scheme of things. All right. I'm, I'm going to tell you right now that Brian is going to get, whether he wins the stare down, he's going to get a bonus point for me from reminding me of a car and shoe story from my high school years. <laughs> I lived in a tiny little town. I lived one and a half blocks away from my high school. Couldn't get out of bed in time to walk to school. Had to drive every single day. And I had my <laughs> basketball shoes. And no less than four times did I go to unlock the my 94 Honda Accord set my shoes on the roof. Oh no. Forget they were there. Get in the car, drive to school, get out of the car and see my shoes still sitting on top of the car. <laughs> Not once did they fall off in my uh drive to school. So for reminding me of that little anecdote, Brian's going to get the host bonus point, but it's going to be up to Mitch to decide who gets the 3 points from the stare down. Quick follow up before Mitch scores there. I had this exact same story come up yesterday when I finally got the title to the Ford Windstar. I had to change the license plates myself. And I changed them in my work parking lot, but I left the old plates on the back bumper. So when I drove home, I left two plates in the middle of the street in Brookfield, Illinois. And the cops called my mom to say, is your car missing plates? <laughs> so I know the feeling. <laughs> wow. This is a great, this is a tough one to score because I've... I rode in that Windstar. I have a lot of good memories from that Windstar. You drove um, that Windstar a couple times. I drove that Windstar a couple times. <laughs> yeah. That's very true. That Windstar got us through that production that brought us all together. It's uh, true. If, if you remember all, all the way back. So Five-star safety rating. Just throwing that out there. Five-star safety rating. So I think in, in the interest of tightening this game back up a little bit, and also Brian, oh man. Also, Atra, as a baby, you really... You really, I just, I don't know if I believe you bit a diamond, crushed it in your teeth, and then your poop glittered for the next two weeks. Isn't that what you said? I, uh, I went word for word, yes. It was, okay. Right. I just don't know if I believe that. You know what? Um, well, I'm, you are I'm, such I'm a go good with, listener. I'm, I'm, <laughs> it's hard to listen when you're watching yourself on the feed, Atra. I'm sorry. Okay. Um, Okay, Brian's going to win the, the stare down. His I, I liked his succinctness, but Atra, I'm giving you a, a two half bonus points. You said something early so on that point. I can't... So one point. Yes, exactly. <laughs> quick math. This podcast is also about quick math, and that's why we love having you as a guest. I don't remember what the first half bonus point was about. The second one, my dad had a very similar story. Growing up on a farm, he wanted the triple stripes. They didn't know they were called Adidas, I guess, in mm -hmm. rural Minnesota in, in the mid-70s. And his mom got him 
Adidas and he unboxed them and they only had two stripes and he was very sad. And so he had to get himself the third stripe one day when he had enough money. So he's got the sharpie. That's that. Thank you. We could only afford two stripes down on the farm. Yeah. Hey, you want your third stripe? You're gonna have to earn it. Uh, and then I don't know why Bane lives on the farm. <laughs> I was born in Plowfield. <laughs> um, it's pronounced. You're getting the, the, the stare down and then an extra bonus point as well. So that is... Yep, okay. Four points for that round. There we go. Okay, let's move on to the, the number three. I think we still have to do Brian's four. Yeah. Right? Oh, Brian's four. I'm yeah. sorry. You're right. You're right. Cool. I will let's hear it, Brian. my four here. This is a quote from my parents. It's not that I don't trust you. Everyone else is an asshole. So this is the classic <laughs> excuse for not going out on New Year's Eve, not going out for Super Bowl, not just driving, going to the concert by yourself or doing this. It's just everyone else sucks. It's not that I don't trust you. And every year I get older, does this become more true? I hate everyone <laughs> on the road. I hate everyone around me. I'm going to be this exact same parent when I have children. It's just, <laughs> no, everyone else is terrible. And especially if you drive an Audi, I hate you. You are the worst driver out there. <laughs> Audis think they're so cool and they're not that cool. They're pretty cool. But if you got an Audi, you are out there speeding and going through the traffic, whether it's an SUV or a sedan, you think you own that road. And I don't care how many rings are on the back of that car. No. So I, that's just me. It's I do not trust everyone else out there. And that is a, a lesson that has been learned more over time, especially every time I've been cut off. This is, again, I'm going to be giving a bonus point here because this is a direct quote from my dad that he said all the time to me, particularly in driving situations, but also generally. His quote was, watch out for the other guy. That was one of his mm -hmm. mantras that he passed on. And I do think that it is legitimate wisdom is that, especially living in the city now, you're out late at night, which I may or may not have been once or twice. People out at late at night may not be being as careful as you would like them to be. So this is a real, this is real stuff. Especially when weather is involved, especially yeah. in this area of the country. So or, yeah. or if you travel to a different area, and I don't mean to make light of what's happening in Texas now as we record this, but if you go to someplace like Atlanta and then, or like when I lived in London, like if they get half an inch of snow, nobody knows how to drive in snow. So it's real. It's more dangerous to be in a place that doesn't get snow when there's half an inch of snow than it would be here with six inches of snow. Because people are used to it here, and they're going to be rec they're they're going to be complete newbies in the south or wherever it may be. That's not a funny story, but it's a true story. <laughs> That's just a life. You're dropping life lessons on listeners right now. Go, Dad. That's all. I am giving Nathan half a point because that's exactly how Daryl tells a story. <laughs> and then there's silence afterwards, and then he has to explain to get the laughs back. So I love that half point to the host. I, I think I, I have one and a half points, which is a record for a host. The previous record was zero, so I'm happy with how this is going. Way to earn your six quarter points. Is that right? I don't know. That that leap in conversion, really. I don't know. This is too much math for me. I, fractions. You clearly went to a good school growing up. Good for you. That's amazing. All right, Brian, you are getting, you're getting, uh, honestly, this is some of the best advice you can give to a kid. My parents also doled this out. I've come from Minnesota, but my dad wouldn't say everyone else is an asshole. He would say, watch out. Not everyone might be as careful as you, but I'm still going to give you three points for this one. This is a good thing to defensive driving. Eyes up. Head on a swivel. Not too much. Of course, you want to keep your eyes forward. But uh, excellent advice. So. 
All right, that that's going to take us. I, so we did uh, Brian's number three in the stare down. So I think we are at Atra's number three. Yes, I'm looking at my list and I'm trying to see. I have one extra one that I was like, do I want to use this or do I want to use this? So I'm going to make a little game tame, Carol, and say, let's do this one on green life. I'm living a green life. My parents oh, are immigrants nice. and I like to think Trees, that immigrants. what's up? Are the no, not that oh, way. Oh, oh, excuse me. No. no, this is how not to spend money on things. All those like lists that are like how to turn your gr- home into a green greenscape home, be more earth friendly, <laughs> and it's all stuff that I. This might be a generalized statement, but most times they're not immigrant parents and the experiences I've had with immigrant relatives have already employed for generations just out of necessity. <laughs> Begrudgingly learning that, yes, my my friends, my white friends down the street have really cute kitchen towels that they change out every season, but we will have dad's old t-shirts. And yeah, they might have a Swiffer wet jet, but we will have like your brother's underwear that he didn't, he doesn't wear or grew out of. And I, I, I use the hole to put on a, a broomstick on the broom. Stick and then envelop the broom part, the bristle part, with the underwear so that I could just put Clorox and hot water all over the floor. And how to fix up, like another green tip that you get on like a blog is don't buy new appliances, just fix the old ones. Like just buy the parts and fix the old ones. Very much what my family did to a fault. My mom's, my mom had this obsession with her vacuums and not like throwing things out. Like when they broke down, like past the point of like them being safe, even just up to a couple of years ago, I had to force her to throw a vacuum out and I bought her like a Dyson vacuum because it it was like a classic fucking 80 pound Hoover that still had the bag kind of situation. She had retooled it over the past 20 years and redid the cording on it. And I went to vacuum when I was over their place once and I nearly electrocuted myself plugging it in because sparks flew. (laughs) And when I told her, she was like, oh yeah, it does that. (laughs) (laughs) So I was like, I I don't want to have to say, oh yeah, it was a faulty, it was a faulty vacuum she didn't let go of that did her in. I agree with some of the lessons of, yeah, don't buy new shit when you can just repurpose and reuse. But also... When it, it don't play around. <laughs> like, <laughs> when it's when it's life threatening, it's time it, it to let it time. go. Yeah. Did, so was this one of those vacuums where <clears throat> I remember it? My my sister and I would we would once a week we would go clean my dad's office where he worked, and we had this vacuum where first of all like the carpeting was from like the 1800s, and so it was frayed all over, and you'd run over it with a vacuum, and it would get swirl yes. up in there. Yeah. But then you, if you ran over the cord oh, with the vacuum, the cord. Yeah. and it would just be bare electrical wires there, and there was a possibility of electrocution every time you plug that baby in. Is that, That's what yes. we're talking about with your yes. mom? Yeah, absolutely. And it had those bald spots as well. I, I'm looking over here because my Dyson is just out in the open because I have a Dyson. I don't know. I, did, I didn't know you were doing that. I don't. I live in a shoebox, but I keep it clean. But I, I bought it on like sale. That's the other thing is never find the cheapest way to buy something is also what I've been taught. It's a Dyson, but not at full Dyson price. I need to say that for not to be judged. <laughs> is it fair to say Dyson is the equivalent of an Audi? It's the peak in German engineering. I would say, yeah. I, I've yeah. never been in an Audi. 
<laughs> so I don't oh, know. They're... Oh, so she's not but, doing as well as we thought. I'm not doing well. I've only ever seen them. Yeah, I'm not doing very well. But, but do you get um, a sense of privilege using the Dyson? Does it make you go fast around the corners? I do. I, 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 I actually, I take it out onto the street and I cut people off with it. That's <laughs> what we like to hear. Um, if they make a ride on Dyson, I'm on that. I, John, that is John my Deere, the, the old John Deere. <laughs> I, can, I can see Brian now in his 3,000 foot square house he's talked about on this uh, show. If he one day achieves that dream in a Zamboni like Dyson, just yeah. going through his half finished basement. <laughs> yeah. That's a dream, you guys. Hitting corners. <laughs> and it's okay because yeah. it was designed for that. <laughs> but yeah, that's all to say that if I run over, I, I have uh, trauma from that because I will like panic if I go over the cord. Mm hmm. I'm like, oh shit, the cord's gonna get fucked up, but doesn't because guess what? It has the technology to go <laughs> like, like to lift itself or drop itself accordingly and not cause a death trap. What a situation. time to be alive! I I, I stayed at my I stayed at my grandparents' farm over the holidays, and that I had to. Nobody's living there right now, and my you have to turn the water on in in what's called the pump house, <laughs> and to. So I Sounds went into like the, the yeah. <laughs> you and your grandparents got down. They had six kids, but you, you go into the you have to go into the the pump house, which is a separate building from the home. And then they're like, "All right, so you turn this thing on," and it was a metal. It was like something from like a Frankenstein movie. And I'm like, I'm not sure water is going to happen after this. I'm pretty like the only thing I was certain was going to happen was my own death because it was this rusty old like it made a sigh. Yeah. Um, anyways, <laughs> Your grandma said the same thing in the pump house. All right, Mitch, give us a score here for Atra's number three. Sure. This is hitting very close to home in the Brinkman house. We had you save the towels for company. It was a bag of old T-shirts on the, on the <laughs> stairs down to the basement. And you didn't throw away a T-shirt. You gave it a new life as a rag. Yep. Also, my parents fixed the cord on their vacuum cleaner that I grew up with twice. And now they own a cordless Dyson vacuum and they love it. They are, they've been living the Dyson life for years now. So it's as if your mom and my dad are the same person and it, they, they, the life cycles are just very similar here. Yeah, um, yeah. It's wonderful. And what's wonderful also about a, a Dyson life cycle is that it lasts about 10 years. And of course, there's a, Dyson a lifetime warranty. guarantee. It's, it's incredible. Dyson has products for all over your home. Okay, so that's going to be two half bonus points, which constitutes what? A full bonus point on top of three points for your number three. So that's four points this round. You are absolutely on fire this game, Atra. Thank you so much for coming So was the vacuum. <laughs> it, it doesn't suck up the dust. It burns the dust away. That's how it's supposed to work. Okay. Along with the house. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. I, I believe that's going to bring us to our number two round. And uh, Brian, why don't you go ahead and get us started? All right, so this isn't actually a, a lesson learned from a parent. This is a lesson learned from a grandparent. This is from the recently Ooh. turned 80-year-old Grandma Barb. Shout All out to right, Grandma, Grandma Barb. Barb. Shout out, Grandma yeah. Barb. Uh, oh. Pay yourself first. Every time we started a job, every time we did this, I think she forgets she tells us this every time, but the lesson <laughs> always comes out as if it's a fresh lesson. Just, you know what? She would say, my mother told me, she lived through the depression, you know what? You pay yourself first. You take a little bit out, you put it in the savings account. You don't look at it, you don't touch it. And it was just the same old wisdom all the time. I haven't learned the lesson yet, but I will. <laughs> and it's my intention to 
take this advice at some point in my life when I'm not paying for our DePaul education anymore. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so once I get to that point, I cannot wait to start paying myself because you know what? I deserve it. So yes. I'm going to, I'm going to do that eventually. So that is my number two. Pay yourself first. This is going to get not one, but two bonus points from the host, because this is another of George Henenfent's mantras that he said over and over again to me when I was a youth, a street youth. And I, like Brian, I st- Brian's not as old as me, thank God, because I just started. There's still time, Brian, because I finally started taking this advice in recent years and paying yourself first is great watching your stock portfolio grow into the triple digits is just a wonderful feeling (laughs) i'm looking forward to that for you so you're going to get two bonus points from the host all right Uh, but but mitch mitch and atra i leave you open to cross-examination here this is just uh this is a tried and true method to creating yourself a little rainy day fund perhaps a little fun to 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 buy a new dyson vacuum especially the new uh, s780 (laughs) <laughs> That's all. Uh, this is good, Brian. Very, very good. <laughs> the the pay yourself first. I think in my family translated to stash the cash under the mattress. What was the interest rate on your mattress at home? Uh, oh, uh, legitimately, my parents' mattress is the same mattress they had from 1980 when they first moved here. Oh. So it's sh- it, 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 exponential. <laughs> <laughs> To be um, honest, that mattress probably has higher interest than most U.S. bank savings accounts <laughs> at this point. So. Good on uh, them. But yeah, that the pay yourself first. I don't think they ever... My parents came from a background where they were never able to pay themselves first because they were supporting family. And like up until like their retirement where I have to constantly remind my... I'm teaching my parents to not uh, spend money on their adult children anymore. And to just mm. save it for themselves because they need it. Yeah. So that that I'm, is I'm not a lesson my that parents I learned. the exact opposite. <laughs> <laughs> you Good. can't take it with you. That was Brian's number two, but we need Atra's number two. All right, let me take a look. So my number two. Yeah, we laugh every week on I this would, part. So number two, I would say I am going to keep talking like this just all the time. Can I put out? Can I put out an option for you to? Cho- I'm going to give you like one word each, and then you give me what you want to hear. Yes. Okay. Please. Wax or tools? Wax. Wax. It is. Wax. Okay. Wax. Is this On CKS or X? Okay. Cool. Yeah. Stop. H A C K. Strong in B. math, not in English. Here we go. <laughs> Being Middle Eastern, I, I feel like I have to preface this, but being a Middle Eastern lady at the time I was a girl, hair removal, like I would get bullied for having a mustache. I would get bullied for having uh, hairy legs. I would get in gym class. Hair removal, I had experienced it on my own and failed a lot throughout my childhood. Like I shaved my mustache off at the age of five and went up to my mom and was like, I scrubbed it off with the loofah. And she was like, what did you do? So as I got older, like in high school, I really wanted to shave my legs because everyone was shaving their legs and like kids would look at my legs during gym class. And I don't have particularly hairy legs. I just need to like preface that just to be like, not all Middle Easterners are like, Sasquatches, but but I do have dark hair, and uh, I went to a suburban uh, high school, and all the kids were <laughs> very light skin and fair haired. So yeah, so I would get 
you know, bullied. So I finally, I would, I would keep begging my mom, can I shave, can I shave? And she'd be like, no, you'll shave till you're, when you're married. As wow. a Middle Eastern girl, everything, life begins at marriage, which subsequently mm. ends, ends life as well. I have my opinions. Okay, let me keep straight to the story. Here we go. So, <laughs> wax, wax. So I finally begged her, like I, I had to beg her to, to teach me. She would make her own wax, like sugar wax. And I had to beg her how long to make some, teach me how to make some. So she was like, we're not going to shave. We're going to wax you. Room, there goes my Dyson. So she finally taught me how. And then like we proceeded to wax every, oops, everything. We proceeded to wax everything. Wax the face, wax the brows, wax the crotch, wax my asshole. (laughs) (laughs) So begrudging life lessons. I had, this is another one where I had to begrudge my parents, my mother, how to teach me how to wax and let me shave. And then she like taught me the ultimate lesson of you don't have to go to a salon. You can wax your own asshole. <laughs> I would be very surprised if we're getting bonus points from Nathan. If there were bonus points for for senses that have never been said on this show, I think one is in order here. So you're getting a bonus point from me. You're getting a half bonus point from me because Daryl or Shirt Jack Daryl, my dad, always says the first thing of spring. Wax the asshole. <laughs> so uh, that's a plus five or plus point five from over here. Thank um, you. <laughs> yeah, I am very curious because in my high school, the in in the locker room, the swim team would shave all together in the showers, and they would do it when other teams are there, like changing for baseball practice or football practice, or whatever. And it was like a it was like a strange thing. It was like a strange rite of honor for some people. I never did it because I was like. I don't need to shave my entire body right now with other people who are like eating. They would eat cookies while shaving themselves. Very strange. <laughs> yeah, that was their like ritual or whatever. So it was like an odd badge of honor if you were completely shaved in my high school. And people would li- lift up their pant legs and be like, feel this. And it, it was the, the worst joke ever. People would close their eyes and be like, is it a lady? Uh, oh, no, it's just Derek. You're like, damn it. And you're like. This is what are we doing here, guys? So well, was there uh, actually a chance of it house. being a female leg in an all boys school? <laughs> no, no, it was never that. Of course it wasn't that. Yeah. I forgot it's an all boys school. <laughs> and it was that's why it was such a dumb it was such a dumb joke. And but it was it was an interesting like flip on its head, because normally you'd think in a testosterone driven all male high school, people who'd shave everything would get ridiculed and like bullied and stuff. Wow. But they somehow turned it into this weird badge of honor. And no one was like, and also it was only chocolate chip cookies they ate in the shower. <laughs> I don't know why. I know this is just a strange digression once more. But the humidity this. really ruins the texture of the macadamia. Now that's well known. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And you now, don't want, no, <laughs> it just gets soppy. <laughs> you, you, you say that's actually very true. An oatmeal cookie wouldn't be good uh, in a hot shower. This is great. Let me screw you guys out here. Brian, I'm giving you... I'm giving you three points for your number two. A a lesson everyone should take to heart. If you haven't done it, do it now. And if you do want a higher interest rate on a savings account, please go with Ally Bank. The number one online bank. I've been a member since 2011. It's incredible. Okay, so three points for you. Atra, I'm giving you the plus 0.5, of course, for the shirt Jack Daryl. Also appreciates a good waxing. And two points for you as well because I haven't waxed. Yet I've only actually one of me and Brian's first projects together. I shaved my legs for it, and so th- that was actually fun. But it's a lot of work too. It is um, a lot of work. Uh, I don't like it's to, a ton of work. Yeah, the it's only thing I maintain now are my brows and my mustache and my goatee. <laughs> me too. <laughs> and I'm playing honestly. After the pandemic, I'm like, I'm just gonna laser, start lasering because oh. it used to be like therapeutic, like self care. But now I'm like, I just don't want to do this all the time. <laughs> I'd, I'd like to I'd like to give a shout out to regular listener of this show Taylor Powers who Good is a, a dear friend of mine and 
so we're all wearing masks now because we're in the pandemic so nobody sees and i have had some trouble growing the old beard for my entire life and so i thought well, i'm wearing the mask <laughs> yeah I'm, I'm wearing the i'm wearing the mask i'm like i'll just let it go for a while and see what happens and uh, so i was with taylor a couple weeks ago and i'd let it go for like maybe 10 to 12 days and uh, i took off my mask because i was gonna eat something and, and taylor very very graciously and kindly said to me oh that needs to go <laughs> so <laughs> That's the thing, like, if I could full, uh, if I could grow a full-blown mustache, I'd look fucking amazing. Like, I look good in a mustache. I take after my dad. I got my chico. He looks great in a mustache. He once shaved it off, and it, he looked like one of those <laughs> uh, characters from SpongeBob, like the fish with the no lip. <laughs> um, but I look great in a mustache. If I could grow one out, I would, but it just pat it's patchy and so annoying. I I, uh, I I just grew my first real mustache this quarantine. And it's coming back in now. Mine mine just looks creepy. I think though. So <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I like it with the, with the whole outfit. It looks good. Oh, okay. <laughs> that's so <laughs> gracious of you. So very nice. Mitch, all right, Mitch let's, does let's, let's, know let's, how to. He does know how to put together an ensemble. Yeah. Um, <laughs> all right. I think we're up to our number ones. Atro, my fellow patchy mustachioed friend. Yeah. Please hit us with your absolute number one lesson you begrudgingly learned from your parents on useless life skills how to identify actors by voice oh (laughs) (laughs) okay my my dad is a huge tv and movie person he loves tv like tv raised him he loves movies he loves actors he would go to cinema houses in like baghdad and just it'd be he's like it's 10 cents a movie and i would just like hop around from room to room all day. I'd pay the 10 cents and then steal movies all day. Eating after <laughs> Mitch's heart. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that, that's how I was. I, I did that for, the, I still do it. So he, he instilled this love of like TV and film in me from a very young age. And he still does this to me where it, he'll be watching some Western in the living room and I'll be like about to sit down to eat and I'll take a first, like I'm about to take my first bite and I hear, Atra! And I go, yeah. And he goes, come here. Can you guess who this is? <laughs> and I go, I- I'm, I'm eating. He's like, come on, come on, come on, come on. So he has me go over to the TV. And this is how it's always been since I was little. He'd have me go over to the TV, but not look at it. Just be parallel to the TV. Or if the TV is like in our uh, old apartment, uh, if I were to walk into the room, I'd see the TV. He'd have me walk in backwards. But he'd stop right there. So yeah. he'd be like, who is this? And then I'd have to go through the list and he would never tell me until he got fed up. And he's like, nah, do you want to know? <laughs> yeah, he'd be like, Robert Duvall. <laughs> and then he'd proceed to be like a Wikipedia IMDB page in real time and be like, his first movie that made him a star was playing Boo Radley. <laughs> like, like, give me all the facts on Robert Duvall, on all on Robert Redford, on Robert De Niro, all the Roberts, all the actors. So I have a very good talent of like, I don't think people like watching animated movies with me because I will be like, that's that, that voice. And like, sure enough, by the credits, I'm always right. I, I wish I could put this into real life skills and get paid for it, but. I, I love this though. I like I, I, I wish yeah. we could do a whole episode just testing you on this and trying to stump Atra and have your dad come on <laughs> and go head to head. This is amazing. I mean, like Robert Duvall, like I've seen The Godfather 730,000 times. I don't think I could pick his voice out of a voice lineup. Yeah, this yeah. is uh this is pretty impressive. 
Yeah. I, I appreciate the life skill. It is very useless. <laughs> but I love it. And that's why I also wanted to shout it out. Of, oh, yeah. It was something where I was like, what? I just want to be. I just want to play. I'm with my friends. Come here. Come here. Come here. Come here. Come here. Stop. <laughs> do, do you happen to be able to name off the top of your head the most obscure voice you've ever named? Burt Reynolds uh, in All Dogs Go to Heaven. As I was a kid, I was like, that's Burt Reynolds. You should know that's, who Burt Reynolds is. <laughs> that's, that's pretty good. And Dom DeLuise in the same oh, movie. Because we would wow. watch like Haunted Honeymoon and, and Robin Hood Men in Tights. So nice. when I saw- How, how old were you when this happened? Whenever All Dogs came. When, so, so like when you were like six eight, or seven, six? you could name yeah. Burt Reynolds' voice just sight unseen. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, I am impressed, <laughs> amazed, and a little scared. Most people like to teach their children, I don't know, geographical stuff or like flashcards on like French words, things uh -huh. that they can use later on. Is your dad now a complete and utter IMDb devotee? Is he, does he just live on IMDb? Or? I don't think he knows about IMDb, to be honest Really? With you. Yeah. Well, he doesn't need it. It sounds no. like it's all just in his head I already. Suppose. Yeah, yeah. That's a good point. Is He'll... there a year at which his knowledge stops? He, no. No, he will always link it degrees game. We, I don't know if you all ever played in college. I love like, that game. He love can play it. Like he would be able to play that game because he does that in real time in movies. He ruins movies because he talks through them, talking about the, <laughs> <laughs> what the actor's been in. If, if it's a movie he doesn't really care about, if it's a movie he cares about, he doesn't want anybody interrupting it. But if it's, I chose this movie, I'm putting it on as Atra. And he's, uh, this is the, he, he takes it as an opportunity to catch up and talk and like, this is lovely. But, but yeah, so he does that live during movies. But I've never officially done, I think like our generation probably caught up to his style versus <laughs> him needing our our tools. But, but yeah, he does My goodness. It. All right, before we go over to Brian for his number one, I want to promote next week's episode where we're having Atra's dad for sure, because this guy sounds amazing. All right, so Brian, please hit us with your number one. Number one, this is probably one that was beaten into my head more by my dad than my mom, because my mom was the exact opposite of this person. Never be loyal to an employer. You are replaceable. <laughs> No. Uh, harsh truth. It is I harsh. I like that lesson. Uh, but there is a semicolon, and it's, but that doesn't mean be a dick. So when I was little, I didn't believe my dad when he would describe how bad managers and supervisors are. And he had a union job. So he would come home and be like, I would complain about working at Jewel, which was a small union job compared to his working in the Dominic's warehouse distribution center as a picker. He'd be like, I'd come home and complain about something. They made me do this, but like, fuck them. Take your breaks. No, yeah. They give you your breaks. You take them. You sit down. And if somebody gives you shit, you throw it right back at him. Say, I'm not done until 10.08. And then you go downstairs. And uh, he's, nothing's going to happen to you. You're in the right. And so there's a lot of sticking up for yourself coming out of this. And then part two of that is then I actually worked two summers at the warehouse, one doing his job and the following summer doing maintenance on that warehouse. So the first summer was great. And this kind of ties into where I should have been paying myself first at 17 years old. It was a 17 and a half dollar an hour job full time in the summer. And I was using that to buy USB keyboards because I want to learn how to use logic and then I want to do this because blah 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 and I, I need a new camera and I should have been saving that for god knows maybe something other than a Ford Windstar pay yourself I did not first. pay myself yeah. first it took, I still yep. gotta learn it but then it was also they my parents have been with me through like whenever I have a question about jobs I'm gonna take 
It's always, it doesn't matter. If you take a job and a week later you get a better opportunity, you take it. They don't care about you. Move on, take care of yourself. And now it's in the weird position now because you always try to make yourself indispensable as long as you can, especially if you're being treated right. If you're being treated right, you want to help and it's all reciprocal. But I'm like in a position now where I actually respect my higher ups. So I'm like, oh, this is what it's supposed to be like everywhere. And now that I am a manager, which is that's their mistake, I I try to do the opposite (laughs) of everything that I've hated uh, from those before me. So sometimes you still got to be Bill Lumberg and yeah, I'm going to need you to come in on Saturday, but you just try and be nice and respectful the other way around. So this is the life lesson of being in the workforce. You'd be a great manager, Ryan. You'd be like just a great teammate and in, in general. But you don't have to do this podcast <laughs> every week like we do, Atra. It's, oh, <laughs> it's, it gets pretty dark behind the scenes. <laughs> it's like pulling I just teeth. see a, his hand come into your frame. Yeah. <laughs> it's like pulling teeth that have been dulled by diamonds. <laughs> <laughs> I, I will. I will say that this actually tugged at some heartstrings for me. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna tell the stories because they're, they're really long stories. But it brought back a story both from my mom and from my dad. The one from my mom being when I was really young and saying something important was needing to stand up for yourself when she saw me being bullied, and then my dad once encouraging me to take a better job. Literally a week after I got another job, and uh, so it's totally all totally legitimate points. So one bonus point from the host on this one. Those were. Uh, re- really good points. Mitch Atra, any anything to comment on Brian's number one? Yeah, I, I, I reject part of his uh, theory that you are replaceable because in Minnesota, you learn you are a special little snowflake. And <laughs> there's no one else like you. And you are you come from Minnesota. You're very cool and special. And everyone is lucky to have you. You're my number one little boy, Mitchell. I love you so much. I'll love you forever. So that's how that's what you learn going into the workforce. Everyone in Minnesota is named Mitchell. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wait. Oh, gosh. Oh, I'm starting to realize some things now. Okay. Yeah. Um, wow. Self-discovery. Okay. Yeah. No, this is a good one. I, I do think that I, I like, Brian, that you're learning, that you're learning to to drown out some of your the initial cynicism. I like that you are, because you and I have had many discussions about this, yin and yang on, on trying to. I'm trying to find silver linings and how to handle things. But you are a highly capable individual. That's why we call you the main entity. Your, your, your brilliance and your skills are on full display on a regular basis. And so I'm, this is a great one for you. I, I can imagine Rick also doling out some delicious, horrific stories, which I would love to be part of uh, if, if he wants to rehash and do a little PTSD. All uh, it but, takes you know. is for you to show up with a case of Ice House, and those stories <laughs> are yours. <laughs> I actually haven't seen Rick in a long time, and he can grow one hell of a mustache and a beard. So I think I, I think this I is the first time ever beard, he so. hit fifty, and now he's grown a beard like past his chest, and it is amazing. Wow! Holy cow. I'm trying to catch That's up, wonderful. I can't do it. I can't do it. <laughs> oh my gosh! All right, here. L- l- let me give you guys your points here. Atra, I'm giving you uh, plus point five because I also love picking voices out of a movie. <laughs> I love watching Bob's Burgers and being like Andy Daly or wh- whoever is whatever guest voices on that week. One of my favorite things. Uh, also love playing the, the IMDb game. And uh, I'm giving you actually an additional plus five right now because my dad is the anti of your father. He'll say, "Oh, this guy, that what? He's from the one uh, the, where the cowboys <laughs> and they fight the aliens." Uh, uh, and then or there's Darth Vader. What is it? And you're like, Dad, you're thinking of 
Star Wars and Cowboys and Aliens. Two very different films. Two very different outcomes. Um, but, uh, so that's, close, that's though. Four. I feel like that's how my brain works sometimes. Now. That's four for your last one. And Brian, I'm giving you the full three there. So let me do a quick tally here. Some quick math. Give me one moment. As he does that, Brian, I want to say that you did invest in yourself by buying those things because that's eventually like what you learned and made your career on. It was a good investment, but it, it hasn't taken care of the debt yet. So one yeah. day it will I was pay gonna say, well, we we use the word career quite loosely. Career, trunk. Can I give you a guest half point because you dropped Jewel and Dominic's in and my mom's worked at both places? As can have I. I. Give you a oh, half yeah. Point? Yeah. You brought up venture early, and that just oh, put yeah. me down the whole rabbit hole. I'm like, oh my god, I haven't thought about a venture in so long. Like, I can remember the logo with the stripes, yeah, the black uh, and white stripes. Yeah, yeah I was like, v. wow, that's <laughs> '90s flashback. There we go. Every one of them turned into a Kmart. You guys made fun of me for my half point bonuses, <laughs> but guess what? That was the difference in today's battle. <laughs> Atra, you take home. The sash today, the, the giant bucket of pickles is, is on on its way to your house. Love pickles. You won with 15 and a half points to Brian's 15. Wow. Uh, what, a what a game today. Congratulations. If you'd like to say a few words, please go do so now. Thank you so much for having me, Brian. It, the, you gave a uh, great hustle out there. Uh, <laughs> you know, the, 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 the winnings are only as good as the competition. And in this sense, it was great. Thank you. Uh, just imagine me like dripping sweat and hunched over a tiny conference <laughs> table with a little mic and a baseball cap. We've got uh, Mitch and Nathan. Thank you for making the space and letting me change the games. Last plays, last minute. I think that's what really did us in. So thank you. And by did us in like in a positive way your choices today were bold and that's what brought you the victory bold much like the new dyson line of hair straighteners uh, these heat up the quickest and cool down the fastest of any hair straighteners on the market okay back to you nathan let's get out of here all right atra's the winner brian has come in a valiant second that is the end of the game and that leaves us with just my fast five the top five ways your ex says hey <laughs> Number five. Hey. This is hey dot dot dot. This is used in the subject line of an email that is followed by the opening line of a few things. Oh no. Dot dot Ooh. dot dot. Oh. You're really in trouble now. Get ready for a laundry list of mistakes you made and grievances that have yet to be aired. You were emotionally unavailable. You never folded the laundry. You didn't bring a gift to Cousin Jackie's baby shower. You forgot the cat's birthday. You slept with your boss's wife at a bachelor party that got out of hand. Beware the dreaded ellipses. You are in for the roasting of a lifetime. <laughs> Number four is, hey! And that's spelled, hey, with an exclamation point. <laughs> Don't be fooled by the exclamation point. No ex of yours is legitimately that excited to talk to you. And if they were, they would play it much more coy than to show that much enthusiasm right out of the gate. They are trying to present this as good news for two reasons. Soften the blow for some bad news for you. Like they want to hear, they want you to hear from them first that they just got engaged or expecting twins from with Gerald who works behind the counter at the local quick stop. Or perhaps... They have a new opportunity for you, working from home, selling essential oils to the rest of your high school classmates. <laughs> Number three. Hey, you. Oh, God. Not the hey, you. <laughs> the hey, you is a cutesy and condescending attempt to think that what follows will be affection. You. 
as if you are someone special to them at this point. Hey, you. What a sweet greeting. But they never once said that to you when you were together. <laughs> Expect hey, you to be followed by shortly by the words, I've moved on. Oh. Hey, you seems hopeful, but this is the last email you'll be getting from them. <laughs> number number two. <laughs> hey. <laughs> hey. <coughs> H-E-Y. Nothing else. This is in a blank text. Just one word, plain old H-E-Y. Hey. This is sent about six months after the breakup and opens the door, even just an inch, to a terrifying and thrilling world of possibilities. They're thinking of you, but don't want to give you any impressions one way or the other of why. It's up to you to respond and lead the conversation down whichever path you want. Shut them down, open up old wounds, try to arrange an illicit rendezvous. The choice is yours. <laughs> this simple, innocent, three-letter text could be your window towards a second chance with the one that got away, or the opportunity to make the same mistakes all over again because you learned nothing from that relationship, did you, immature cretin? <laughs> And the number one, top five ways your ex says, hey, spelled H-A-Y exclamation point. This hey is usually received after midnight and either right after a breakup when the throes of passion are still in play or two or three years later when the smoldering resentment has faded. The playfulness of the several whys and the exclamation point, along with the timestamp, imply your ex is in a great mood, remembering you fondly, and has had one too many quarantinis. <laughs> and the de deviation from the traditional spelling using H-A-Y for hey means you might soon be rolling in it. Oh. <laughs> and that's this week's edition of Uber Cinco. Our contestants today were from out in Berwyn, Illinois, the main entity. Brian Ernst. And from wherever the hell she lives right now, because I honestly don't know and forgot to ask, was... Atra Azdu. <laughs> <laughs> and keeping score was the special little guy from the Southport Corridor. Mitchell Brinkman. And I've been Nathan Hennenfent. As Bizbear always says, thank God for mom and dad for sticking two together, because we don't know how. Alfita Zane <laughs> and adios. <laughs> Woo! You've just listened to Uber Cinco, a production of UBK Studios. Subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you get your fine podcasts from. If you like what you hear and want to support the show, please visit our Patreon site at patreon.com slash UBK Studios. Every little bit helps us keep the lights on and the bill collectors at bay. Keep tabs on us on all the social media at UBK Studios, and most importantly, subscribe to our YouTube channel so you can see that we really are just a bunch of good Midwestern boys. Yeah.